Welcome, hockey fans, to the first edition of the 2021-22 season of This Week in Wisconsin Prep Hockey. I will be your guest host tonight, Bill Berg. Uh, MJ Hammett is on special assignment. Uh, with me tonight, we have Del Scanlon and Bill Berg Jr. Uh, we are going to get you caught up on what has happened in well, roughly a week and a half. Uh, since the, the first puck dropped on the 19th of November. Uh, started off with some game recaps that Dell went to. Uh, Dell, tell us what you saw this past week and a half. Thanks, Burglar. I traveled up to Eau Claire to the Hobbs Municipal Arena on Monday the 22nd and caught the Onalaska versus ECA Stars game. Uh, the Stars actually took a lead in the first period. Uh, built that up in the second to be up by, by three goals. Um, on Alaska came back, uh, pulled their goalie uh, with a little over a minute remaining in the regulation and ended up losing that game three to two. But it was one of those games that was, you know, a nice co contest for early season and moved right along. And both teams uh, played, played well and, throughout the game and the ECA stars came out with a three to two win in that one. And then after that, on Tuesday, I traveled on over to Wisconsin Rapids for a boys game where RWD was playing the red Raiders. RWD scored two goals in the first period and were dominating the game. But the second period turned over to the Rapids where they scored a um, power play goal followed that up with a shorthanded goal to keep the game tied at two at the end of two periods. And then rapid scored an even strength goal late in the third to win that game three to two. Uh, Cooper Oaks kept RWD in that game and finished it with 33 saves. And it, I mean, a, a good game. I actually thought that in the third period uh, with it being a season opener for both teams, both teams looked a little bit, out of gas at times, but you know, it's nothing that you don't expect early in the season, but a good game uh, for both, both that I saw both games were with three to two finals. And with that, I'll turn it back over to burglar. Yeah. When I was doing the introductions, I forgot to mention that we also invited LeVar Ridgeway who has replaced a uh, longstanding foil of Wisconsin prep hockey uh, Tom Shafransky uh, as the, the hockey man for the WIAA. We invited him to join us on the program tonight. We have not heard from him. Uh, he seems to be hiding from us. And um, we'll give him one more chance to join us next week. And if we don't hear from him, we will just uh, make up answers for the questions that we had for him and assume that uh, those are correct. So uh, if anybody knows, you know, get word to Mr. Ridgeway that we'd like to have him join us uh, for one of these podcasts in the near future. Uh, also, we had games of the week last week. Uh, for our first game of the week, our boys game of the week, we had the return to varsity action of the Shano Bondwell Clintonville uh, co-op against East Merrill United. Uh, Bill Jr. and I were both at that game, and he will tell you what happened, and I might chime in if he gets something wrong. Yeah, if your preseason prediction for the first game of the week was Shano versus East Merrill, uh, go buy a lottery ticket. Um, 
because I don't think either of those teams has ever been a game of the week on Wisconsin prep hockey, or at least not in a very, very long time. Um, probably back before East and Merrill were a co-op. Um, so yeah, Shano, uh, their last uh, WIAA varsity hockey season was the 2011-2012 season. Back then they paid, played in the Fox River Classic Conference. Um, so they, they got back. Uh, their coach, um, Travis Olson, uh, I, was, I was asking him about it and you know, they started looking at the numbers, you know, a year or two ago to see where they were at with their program and things were looking in the right direction. And it looks like they're going to have numbers for the next several years. He's also the program director of um, the Shano Hockey League, which is the, the local youth hockey association there. Um, and so they started looking into, you know, coming back to varsity hockey. They had to find a conference. Uh, they were approved last fall to join the Badgerland Conference this year, which puts the Badgerland Conference back at eight so they can properly host the Badgerland Conference Tournament again, which is our favorite in-season tournament, or at least mine. Uh, so Shano is back, and yeah, they were heading over for their first game of the season, their first game back in varsity hockey in a decade uh, to take on East Merrill at Marathon Park. Um, first period, the, the ice was tilted overall in East Merrill's favor, but I really thought Shano actually had the two best scoring opportunities in that period, including um, just one nifty play where a player got by both defensemen and then cut across in front of the goalie. And he just lost the handle at the last second and couldn't get the shot on. He actually had the goalie beat there and the, the net was wide open, uh, but he couldn't bury it. And then East Merrill came out hot at the start of the second period. They got three goals in just a couple of minutes. Um, and, and dominated the shots. And then um, Shano got one back and Merrill East Merrill put on another three goals uh, in the third. Really, it, both of the, the three goal spurts by East Merrill came in relatively short periods. Uh, Shano just, um, they got a little lost for a couple minutes in each of those spurts and, and it came back to bite them. Uh, it was a, despite the six to one score, it was a good hockey game. Um, Shano, they had a fair number of chances. Their goaltender played a really, really nice game. Uh, it's hard to say that all the time when, you know, a kid gives up six goals, but uh, he did face, I believe, 50 shots in the game. So um, he had a nice game. He's he's not very big, but he's really, really quick. Uh, Shano was uh, four players down in the game, so they were only skating 11 uh, on the night. Um, but they, they hung with East Merrill the whole way through. They never got chippy. Uh, it was a nice game to see. It was nice to see a couple teams that aren't your prototypical top 10 teams. It was still a nice hockey game. It was the first, first, you know, it was a good game to see your first game of the year. I thought. Yeah. Noah David's uh, number 11 is the guy you were talking about who made the move and, you know, got in actually, he had, he had two good scoring chances in that first period. And even though, I mean, East Merrill got a lot of shots. I thought that, that the Shano team did a good job of kind of keeping things clear in front of the net. A lot of the shots were from the outside. They did a nice job of tying guys up and clearing rebounds. Um, so, you know, their goalie uh, only had, you know, a lot of times he only had to make that first save. It was a lot of first saves. Uh, Dylan Prohaska was his name. Um, but they're, they, they had some guys on defense, uh, including uh, Bryson Madison and Blake uh, Nope, Nope, Nopey, whatever, um, 
and Sam Arneson did this. They did a nice job. They, they had some good players in that team. They just there weren't quite enough of them, you know, to, to last the whole 51 minutes. Uh, but yeah, yeah and two two penalties in the whole game. Mm-hmm. And on the East Merrill side, uh, playing in his first, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Nick. Oh, we have to talk uh, about Nick. Playing in his first varsity hockey game, freshman uh, Nick Bodner uh, had a hat trick. Um, Burglar and I play hockey at Marathon Park on Sunday nights. And uh, I don't know if he was when when Burglar joined, but when I joined, uh, Nick Bodner's dad uh, was the manager of that Sunday night pickup game. And while he was a peewee, Nick actually skated with us a few times. Actually, um, he skated with us both years as a peewee. Quite a few times. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. So, you know, that Sunday night, old apparently, man apparently he learned it really helped. He his learned game. a lot. Yeah. He, a hat he trick in his first varsity game. Like we were looking at the roster. The oh, sorry. We, we were looking at the roster after he scored. And I'm like, Nick Bodner, that name is familiar. That name is really familiar. Why is that name familiar? And then his dad walks up. I'm like, Oh, I gotcha. That yeah. Nick, the little Nick who skated with us. Yeah. So that was kind of nice to see. I had, I didn't even think about it. Uh, when we went to the game, even looking at the roster, it didn't even cross my mind that that, that was Brad's son. But that was that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, he, he learned how to hide on the back door and not be noticed by the defense, and so you could get that pass and do the one timer. And um, East Merrill goalie Jake Furrer, um, he had a save on Noah Davids that I don't know how he made. Um, it was in the it was getting late in the third period, and there was like a flurry of three or four five shots right in a row uh, by Shano uh, rebounds. And uh, the last one, I thought certain that David's was going to bury it. And then all of a sudden for his left leg came out of nowhere and kicked the puck, like way out of the zone. I don't know where his leg came from. Um, it was, it was a nice save. He did a good job. 24, 25. Um, yeah, it was a good game. And that was on. Tuesday, then on uh, was on Friday, we went down to Mosini uh, to see the second game in the first round of the Gobbler Cup, which had uh, the Hayward Hurricanes and the well new to new look to us anyway, Central Wisconsin Storm. Yes, um, we've been watching the Storm play a lot of years with a lot of coaches. And while they've always been good, they've always also been kind of boring. Um, like if you think back of the, the battle days of the late 90s and early 2000s, when nobody in the NHL could score and left wing lock and neutral zone trap were in vogue and it was all just boring. That's kind of how the storm made you feel when you were watching the game. They'd capitalize on a couple of chances and it was defense first the whole way through. And that was not the storm that we watched on Friday. Um, they attacked the whole game, always, uh, in the offensive zone, they had two players for checking on the puck a couple times. They had all three of them down there on the puck, uh, their defense, their, the defense, their defenders were given the opportunity to drop back or pinch as they saw fit, um, is what I got from, from, uh, coach Demare. Um, you know, he leaves it up to them to, to make that decision. Um, whereas, you know, a lot of coaches in the past have said, you know, when in doubt back up, um, those storm defenders have the, the opportunity to hold the blue line. And it seems like, uh, they like it. Um, I have never seen them play that aggressively before. This isn't the kind of storm team that, 
that outshoots a team like 25 to 17 and wins three to one. Um, they took 44 shots in the game. They gave up 26 shots in the game and they took a fair amount of body checking and cross checking penalties um, because of how aggressively they played. Um, they ended up winning the game five to one. Um, Hayward probably only two or three times in the game actually had a sustained offensive pressure in the storm zone. They got shots. Uh, obviously they took 26 in the game, but they really only had two or three sustained pressures in the zone. And to their credit, Hayward also has 10 freshmen on the roster, um, which is going to be tough against the storm, who is uh, an upper class, uh, more upper class heavy uh, team um, led by uh, Sammy Federici, who had two uh, breakaway goals in this game, um, which is, yeah, of their of their five goals three of the storm goals were breakaways uh, so for all that pressure you know they still it was still a couple capitalizing on chances to get their goals in but yeah i have never seen a storm team attack like that it was actually it was it was really fun to watch yeah the the storm their their offense used to be you know you get the puck down into their end uh try to get three your three offensive players in front of the net and, and throw the puck there you know and hope somebody can you know smack a rebound in uh, or you know like was, their top line like uh was it the bowers and ramthan they were a line yeah uh, like that line would attack and then the second and third lines would play a more defensive off so offensive zone pressure this game every line was attacking the whole way through um so that's 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 something new apparently i uh, talked talking to coach duver that's something they did last year we just didn't see it because everything was Streaming, it's not quite the same when you watch it on a stream as when you watch it there in the rink. Um, so, yeah, apparently he's brought a new energy to that team, a new style anyway, not necessarily new energy. Um, well, and, and, and unlike the unlike the, the Bowers and the, well, the former Storm players that skate with us on Sunday nights now, um, this Storm, these girls, are they're, they're big, they're fast, and they're physical. Yes. Um, yeah. They, they don't, they don't mind mucking it up. I mean, they, they will, they will cut you off along the boards. They will cut you off in, in center ice. Uh, yeah. They're not afraid to mix it up a little bit. And that's why they, they did get to take a few penalties. Um, but it didn't seem to, to hurt them at all. Yeah. It was a cross check, body check, interference, body check, body check, too many players on the ice tripping body checking. So other than the trip, and the too many players on the ice, I mean, those are five contact penalties. The interference is, you know, situational. That's a contact penalty. And, yeah. and, and like, I, I'm the first person to complain about some of the penalties called in girls hockey, especially uh, sometimes body checking and tripping. Two girls run into each other, and if they both fall down, someone gets a checking penalty. Those weren't the kind of penalties we're getting um, in this game. The Storm were actually checking. Um, and to their uh, – Hayward had – a nice couple of checks too. Um, I want to talk about Greta Wolber, uh, freshman goaltender for Hayward. She had 44 saves or 44 shots against 39 saves, five goals against, um, you know, I'm never going to fault a goalie for giving up a breakaway goal. So you ignore the three breakaways and she was 39 of 41. That's damn good. I mean, eventually you got to stop some of the breakaways, but 39 of 41 on the non-breakaway chances. That's a damn good game from her. Um, as a freshman, yeah. As a freshman, uh, she took two pucks 
to make two she made two saves with her face mask uh no sign of ducking or trying to get out of the way uh which we've seen from other goalies in the past uh boys and girls so you know good on her that was a that was a really fun game a couple of really nice games to start the season with um six to one and five to one aren't necessarily the scores you want to see but they were both really nice games to watch all righty uh, moving right along we have uh we are we do well yeah game of the week our player of the week we have again the Wyndham garden Inn of madison uh, actually Pittsburgh. the players of the week actually players of the week and a half this time and dell is going to tell us who they are Thanks, Burglar. So on the boys' side, on the 26th, Friday, in a game against Brookfield, our player had two goals, five assists. On Saturday, he had three goals, three assists, and a 10 to nothing win. And then in a loss on Sunday, he still had one goal and four assists. And our boys player of the week is Kyle Rohr, a forward from Oregon. Let's switch over to the girls' side. And on Wednesday, uh, in a four to one loss, she had the only goal. On Friday, in a three to two win, she had one goal, one assist. And on Saturday, in a four to one win, she had three goals. And our uh, Wyndham Gardens player of the week for the girls is Aaron Werta of the Western Wisconsin Stars. And those are our players of the week. And with that, I'll pass it over to Bill Jr. for the top sixes. Well, well, just, just, just to say, you, you, you mentioned the scores of those, of all the girls games, but yeah, we, we, what the, uh, you left out was the, the, the eight to five loss um, by Oregon to Ashwabanon. Uh, our, our, Kyle Rohr had a goal. He, he was involved in all five of the Ashwaubenon goals. And in the seven to win, he was involved. He had a goal or assist in all seven of the goals. Um, and the 10 to nothing, he was in six. So out of his teams, his team scored 22 goals and he had 18 points for, for the week. Yeah, he would mean, without him, they, they did not gotten much done. Yeah, he had a pretty good month last week. <laughs> All right, then moving on. Top sixes will debut. I think I have it wrong on the show notes, but it will debut next week, uh, December 6th. Uh, I'll send the email out to the coaches as a reminder. Uh, this week, I'll send it to the boys' coaches. I'll leave it to Dell to send it to the girls' coaches. Uh, but, you know, we'll start taking votes again next Sunday um, from the coaches for, for top sixes on D1, D2, and the girls. I'd briefly forgotten that we had two divisions. Oh, yeah. So when you're voting, uh, go and check the divisions again, because with with new teams and some reshuffling, uh, there have been a couple of changes, minor changes. Um, for instance, Superior is back in Division One, as you know, they, they were they were the largest school in Division Two. Now they're the smallest school in Division One. Oh. Um, that, that's just kind of how it goes when you have, a you know, 32 as the small ones. And lucky them, um, they get to join the section of death. Yes. Uh, upcoming games of the week. This week, what we are looking at is on Friday, 
Dell is going to travel down to Wanaki to watch the University uh, the, the USM Wildcat Co-op take on the Cap City Cougars at the Ice Pond in Wanaki. And on Saturday, uh, Bill and I will be uh, taking the drive down Highway 51 to Stevens Point to watch Notre Dame take on Spash at the KB Willett Arena. So you can tell that I didn't live in Wisconsin for a really long time because I call that Highway 39 because the interstate takes precedence over the, the other highway number. But it's been Highway 51 forever. I know, but I call, I, I call it Highway, it's Highway 39 from Madison to Wausau. That Friday evening game ought to be a pretty good game that uh, the USM is going to be coming in there with a one and two record, but they, I mean, they played some tough teams. They lost to the storm in the, this last weekend's tournament. And then you got the cap city Cougars are coming in there with a three and one record. And I think their loss that they suffered was to Fox city stars, but I'm, I wouldn't swear to that. And stuff. So I'm looking for a good game there on Friday evening. And there are two teams that always play each other close. And we know that Notre Dame and Stevens Point are going to play, play a tight game. Why is that game being played in Wanaki? Um, that's one of those uh, co-ops, schools that are in the co-op. Really? Yep. Wanaki, Sun Prairie, uh, DeForest. And so they, their home ice ends up being either Sun Prairie or Wanaki. Why did I think that Wanaki was in one of the other ones, the Badger Lightning or the Icebergs? No, Badger Lightning um, kind of goes uh, Moston, Reedsburg, uh, I think Sauk Prairie, and Baraboo. Yeah, those are those are really the suburbs. Those are kind of northern towns. And so, and then you get, of course, you get the Metro Links. That's Middleton, and I think. Uh, Madison West, Madison Memorial, that area. One of these days, I'll have to go back through and look at all the schools that are in which ones. I guess I was just wrong. I guess. First time for everything, right? Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, one, one last, one last uh, bit of business to attend to here. Um, it, 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 well, if you haven't noticed by now, uh, the website looks a little bit different. Um, I think, as far as I could tell, um, all of the content is, is still there, or all of the stuff that we felt was important um, is still there. Um, it just looks different, and there's a very good reason um, that it looks different. The, the site was originally uh, developed 11 or 12 years ago. I mean, this, this is our 12th season using the sports engine platform. Um, in fact, since we, it wasn't even sports engine before that, it was just uh, uh, noggin or sport noggin or something. Anyway, but uh, we, we, that site was originally designed to look good on a computer screen. Um, Cause that's what everybody used to access the internet, you know, 12 years ago. 
we, we finally broke down and, and had to pay uh, Sports Engine a big chunk of money to update the site to make it mobile friendly. Because um, uh, Bill will tell us uh, how much of our traffic actually comes from mobile devices. Uh, the last month it was 76%. Yeah. So, so more people look at our site either on, uh, tele on both smartphones or tablets than do, um, on an actual desktop or laptop type computer. So if you, yeah, I'm sure if you've, if you've been with us for any length of time, you know that the site kind of sort of worked on a phone before, but it was very tiny and hard to navigate and was very cumbersome. Uh, this is much better on a phone, um, much better. Uh, and it, it, it's, it, it's good on a tablet too. Uh, I, I looked at it in all three minutes. Uh, it, it was long overdue and it had to be done. Um, and a couple of the coaches that, that we talked to uh, we weren't really thinking about this when we did it. Um, we had uh, we had some funds left over at the end of the year because um, well, we didn't have a state tournament to attend, and that usually chews up the last of our uh, advertising revenue for the year we spend at the state tournament. We had a little bit left over, um, so we paid a bunch uh, to get this redone. A couple of the coaches said, well, you know, if you, if you guys want to, uh, take donations, we'd be happy to help, you know, pay for this uh, update because they, they, they kind of like it. Um, so anyway, uh, there is a, a button at the top of the, the site that says donate to WIPH. Uh, that's, you know, Wisconsin Prep Hockey. Um, if, if you want to, if, if you like the, the redesign of the site and want to help us recoup some of the, the funds that we paid to to Sports Engine to, to redo this for us. Uh, we'd appreciate that. You don't have to, but if, if you want to, um, if you like it, you think it's a good idea, uh, let's say there's a, there's a button at the top of the page, or you know, if you've got a booster club or something that wants to send a check, um, shoot us an email or whatever, and we'll, we'll tell you where, where you can send that. So anyway. Uh, it was it was long overdue. I, I think it looks good. Um, most of the coaches that that we've talked to um, that, that have used, you know, the, the, they like the the, way the functionality of it. So, um, yeah. Any, any thoughts from you guys? Um, at games is really the only time I ever used the mobile version of our site. And I can tell you in the past, I did not like it because um, it was just the full desktop version on my phone and it didn't work all that well, but covering the two games this last week, um, the mobile version has been so much easier to use. Um, like if I'm, you know, if I'm, if I'm tweeting out something that happened in the game, getting into the team's roster, copying that name so that I have it spelled right and pasting it back into my tweet is so much easier. Uh, everything is just easier on the, the new mobile version of the site. Um, you know, the menu works nicely up at the top as long as you click on the little arrow to expand the boxes you want to get. You can drill right down to whatever team you're looking for. Um, the score tickers work much better in this version than they did in the other one. 
they don't have the cool graphics around them that they did before in the ticker, um, but they work better. Um, so I think that's probably more important than looking cool. Um, and we're still we're still sorting out um, some of the graphics on the site and some layout stuff just to to maximize the the mobile view um, and still have it make still make sure it looks decent and correct on a computer. So if you see anything that looks wrong or weird, let us know. And we'll see if we can't fix that, but um, it's still a work in progress, but I think we've, it, it looks really good so far and it's working really well. Yeah, we, we, we lost some of the, we lost some of the, the graphics that, that we thought were cool in, in favor of, you know, better functionality and usability is uh, better than aesthetics as far as I'm concerned. Um, the functionality is, hands down better uh, on mobile devices. Del, you look like you wanted to say something. No, I, I find it easy, easy enough to use. I find, uh, I think the, you know, there's things that we all get, are getting used to so as we're using it. But yeah, I think it, things move around a little nicer on it. Uh, the one thing I did want to mention is the Cap Cities actually played five games one of, so there are three and two going into Friday. I actually need to go back through their schedule and see which one of their games wasn't set to be in their our standings. So I had to look at that and figure it out. Oh yeah, that's the other thing is that we were we were kind of at least Bill and I were kind of involved in the working with sports engine and, and getting this new version up and running and, and set the way we wanted. We kind of uh, didn't spend a whole lot of time um, double checking on, on rosters and schedules and making sure everything was centered. So um, we're trying to catch up. So like I said, let us know your thoughts. Uh, if you hate it, if you truly hate it, once again, you can still send your, mail to Trasher at WisconsinPrepHockey.net, even though he's, he's retired, you know, from active uh, duty on, on the website, um, he still likes to get that hate mail. So Trasher at WisconsinPrepHockey.net, if, if you hate it, uh, send something to any of the rest of us if, if you like it or if you want to, you know, help cover the cost of it, uh, we appreciate it too. Anything else, guys? No? Nope. All right. Then, 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 then as MJ says, uh, keep your stick on the ice, and we'll see you again next week.